That one's better. Yeah, that was good. That was good. I like it. It's better with do's than with na na Yeah, it's just it's just better. It hits the ear better. Yeah. And isn't it all about hitting their ears just right? <laughs> Sweet soothing doo-doo-doos for your ear holes. Oh my god. back to Kicking and Streaming, where we know it's a rock! I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week we are covering the 1998 Pixar classic, A Bug's Life. Guys, I'm so happy to be back behind the mic. I know! Aren't you? It's been a while. Can, can, can I give them a little... Can I give him a little check-in? <laughs> sure. Okay, so your boy Ross and your girl Carrie have been in the dumps the last couple of weeks. I kind of gave up there for a second. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you know, we've we've been we've been blue, but we're back and we're good. And, and guys, we're, we're ready to go. We used to watch this a lot as kids. Next to Toy Story, Bugs Life was the thing we most watched. Oh, yeah. In terms of Pixar, and guys, our very first Pixar film. Yeah, I can't believe it's taken this long. After almost a year yeah. of coverage. It's our show's birthday in two days. Oh my god, birthday. Happy birthday, Kampersanis. <laughs> <laughs> two days as of this recording. Like, yeah. <laughs> you guys won't hear this till after our birthday. I think the first time we ever, like, did anything was for Roseanne, and we did that, like... Oh, that was, like, in March of last year. We'll release the lost episode someday. <laughs> Where we discuss the Roseanne pilot? <laughs> Don't forget, guys, you can go follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show, make suggestions, send us some hate mail at kickingandstreamingpodcast at gmail.com. That is with an and, not an ampersand. And, guys, please make sure you go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a review. <laughs> Pretty please with sugar I on mean, top. in these trying times, a hand is appreciated. And while you're on the app, make sure you're checking out all those podcasts that we keep suggesting in the show notes. Support our black creators. Absolutely. Go give them a review. Go give them a listen. Pass the mic. From the creators of Toy Story. The same year after year. They come, they eat, they leave. That's our lot in life. It's not a lot, but it's our life. <laughs> we don't serve grasshoppers. Squish them. We can find bigger bugs to come here and fight. What they needed was some help. You're perfect. What they got was a bunch of clowns. Hey, cutie. Want a holiday with a real bug? Yeah, yeah. Being a ladybug automatically makes me a girl. Christ, she's a guy. Come on, Francis. You're making the maggots cry. Circus bugs. I thought you were warriors. Walt Disney Pictures presents a Pixar Animation Studios film. For the colony and for oppressed bugs everywhere. Hello there, girly bug. Shoe fly, don't bother me. Bugs Life. So, guys, Pixar, 
let we're not going to have the whole conversation about the conspiracy and the theory. <laughs> the conspiracy. Listen to me. It's a Pixar conspiracy. No, we could devote a whole bonus episode to the Pixar theory. We just might someday. Yeah. If we, we cover enough of them. We just might. Anyway, we're going to have to dig into it anyway. It's Pixar. Okay, guys, we have names and I'm going to try and get through them as quickly as possible because we're going to want to get to the content. What has it been like 17 minutes? Yep. yep. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who Dave Folly is. He's been in minimal things, but he plays Flick, our protagonist. We have Kevin Spacey. We will have conversations about Kevin Spacey. You know him from things like um, House of Cards. Horrible Bosses. Guys, that was my first like big actualization of Kevin Spacey was Horrible Bosses. And I was just like... You'd never seen Seven? No. Or American Beauty? The only thing I ever knew about Kevin Spacey before Horrible Bosses was that he was... Kaiser Sose. <laughs> all right, all right, <laughs> all right. Sorry, spoiler. It's been out for what twenty five years. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Okay. Moving on. We've got Elaine from Seinfeld. <laughs> Julie Louise Dreyfus. Vice President Selena Meyer. <laughs> Guys, little Hayden Panettiere. <laughs> I, she was on Disney Channel a lot, right? Um, I was a little old by that point. I, probably. I don't really know. She was in an episode of SVU. This was two years prior to Remember the Titans. That's right. Hayden Panettiere. She's a little girl in Remember the Titans. That's and right. I think it was her brother who was big on the Disney. Okay. I don't know. They both could have been. It doesn't really matter. Um, We have famous American actress comedian <laughs> Phyllis Diller. May she rest in peace. Ha ha ha. You might know her from things like The Adventures of Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. <laughs> you might know her from Family Guy. She was Thelma on Family Guy. You might She's know in her. She's so many other things. You might know her for In the Known For on her profile in Wikipedia. Known for A Bug's Life. The Adventures of Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius and Robot Chicken. She was in so much more than that. She was. Who is the millennial that is editing that page? I know. Like, <laughs> you know who cites her as an influence? Carol Burnett. Yes. Joan Rivers. I Roseanne was... Barr. And Ellen. She just ended up playing everybody's grandma. I know. I know. But like, <laughs> it's the voice. I know. She's just got that classic voice. You've heard it all your life. We've literally heard it. All of our lives. All of our lives. Phyllis Diller's voice. We have Richard Kind. Oh my God. You know him from his appearances on The Nanny. You know him as, what is his name? You know him as Andrew's dad from Big Mouth. <laughs> we have Frazier's David Hyde Pierce. <laughs> or you could also call him Wet Hot American Summer's David Hyde Pierce. Yes. Uh, who told? Who said they like falling asleep to Frazier? Somebody said that to me recently. It wasn't me, was it? I don't think so. It is easy to fall asleep to. We have we, we know Joe Ramped. He's Heimlich. He's a writer, isn't he? Like a regular he, Pixar writer. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Joe. Let's see. Dennis Leary. The only thing I know Dennis Leary from is um, the Sandlot. He plays what's the main kids? Scott. Scott. Yeah, he plays Scott's stepdad. You've you've seen Ice Age. I haven't really. Really? I mean, I've seen bits and pieces of Ice Age throughout my life, but I've never sat down watched all the movies. He's the, he's the saber toothed tiger. Oh, I can't. Oh, remember. yeah. Okay. Madeline Kahn. <laughs> In her last film appearance. As Gypsy. Talk about legendary comedians. She was in like all of Mel Brooks' stuff. The best Madeline Kahn moment in all of film mm-hmm. is her portrayal of Mrs. White in Clue, mm-hmm. which she is dressed in all black. <laughs> It's in the last five minutes of the movie. She she gets she gets this close up and she's like, I hated her so much. It it the it flame flames flames 
on the side of my face, breathing, breath, heaving breaths. That is peak Madeline Kahn. <laughs> She's in lots of things, though. We have Bonnie Hunt. Again. Guys, when Bonnie Hunt was in A Bug's Life, they had just started working on cars. That's crazy. That is absolutely <laughs> bonkers. She was in Jumanji. She was also in Jumanji, and she will be in Cars when we inevitably have to talk about Cars. <laughs> we inevitably have to talk about it. Brad Garrett. Oh my God! The only the the thing you know Brad Garrett from is a lot of baritone roles <laughs> or bass roles. He was in Casper. He was in Finding Nemo. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves Raymond. You almost said hates. Everybody, Everybody hates Chris. Also, I just want to say that throughout the movie several times, I picture Julia Louis-Dreyfus' face on Ada, <laughs> and it's really funny. It's it's peak comedy. <laughs> Guys, Randy Newman. Randy Newman does all the music. Yes. He literally wrote the score. Did like he, he he even wrote the na-na-na-na-na that you did at the beginning? Yeah, he did, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, definitely. That's Randy Newman? Yeah, how, he, how compo- he composes the main theme, yeah. It's very it's very patriotic. Okay, guys, we can't cover a Pixar film without covering the short. Yeah, if you've seen a Pixar movie, you know the shorts make it everything. Okay, so remember when I confused Jerry's game with Gerald's game? I've never laughed so hard in my entire life. That was funny. (laughs) Just picture the guy from the short in the Stephen King horror movie. Talk about Jerry's game. So Jerry's game, this is a very existential experience for me. (laughs) Because, you know, every time I'd pop that VHS in the VCR, you know, the first thing that will come up after the credits is... Jerry's game. The sound of the French woodwinds. (laughs) (laughs) And he slams that chessboard down. Yeah. It, like this, it, for some reason, it was always very satisfying watching it. It's the clicking noise of. First of all, talk talk about what it is. So Jerry is having a game of chess with himself in the park. That's a thing. People play chess with themselves. Yes, but I didn't really intellectualize that before I saw this movie for the first time. Yeah. So I was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> and Jerry reminds me of reminded me of Brownie. So hard. Oh, yeah. At that age. He's a little old bald man with glasses. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, he gets everything all set up, nice and ready to go. He's playing white. He moves his first pawn, and it just, like, moves. Your move, no one's sitting there with him. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote, move his pawn, your move, no one. (laughs) And then he gets up, goes on the other side of the table, becomes another person (laughs) simply by removing the glasses that he has on. Jerry with glasses versus Jerry with none is very night and day. (laughs) Jerry with no glasses is an asswipe. And Jerry with glasses is just a nervous old codger. You know what I mean? And this park seems like it's in an infinite oasis. There's nothing in the distance. (laughs) There's just trees and trees and trees. Yeah, yeah. And it looks like they're just like in the middle of a different plane. That always made me feel uneasy. Um, Black is winning the war. Yes. Or Jerry with no glasses is winning. (laughs) (laughs) I think what you find so satisfying about this is every time he slams that piece down. Yeah, I love the clicking noise. I always did as a kid. Uh, The nerves that Jerry with no glasses is putting on Jerry with glasses. Oh, it's a big flex. Um, He has like a heart attack, basically, or something. (laughs) He strokes or has a heart attack because he doesn't know what to do with his king. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. (laughs) He's going to lose and he just fakes a heart attack. (laughs) Uh, 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 
Jerry, with no glasses, doesn't react immediately. He goes, and grabs his own heart, because he's like, well, damn, that's me. (laughs) He literally checks his own pulse, and he's like, what? What? He's not looking to see if Jerry with glasses is okay. (laughs) He's just like flabbergasted. And he's like, damn, am I dying? (laughs) And then... Oh my God. And then Jerry with glasses is faking it. And then he's just like, well, this is literally me. I can switch the board. (laughs) He's like, it won't matter. I'm playing me. He just turns the board around. And (laughs) he then checks... Jerry with no glasses, and Jerry with no glasses just kind of surrenders, and he's very bitter about it. The look that Jerry with glasses gives him when he checks, you've seen the meme. Yeah, no. (laughs) It's the earnestness. It is. Uh, It is. Also, the prize for winning the chess game is his own dentures. (laughs) I mean, either way, he was going to win, right? Exactly. What is the moral of that story? I. That's the thing. If you're losing, change the rules. If you're losing, fake a heart attack? Challenge yourself? Okay, I, I buy that. I- <laughs> not everything has to have a deep meaning. <laughs> I guess not. All right, so here we have A Bug's Life. This island in the middle of this dried up creek or <laughs> oasis or whatever the hell. I, I have creek. I have creek. Like, <laughs> first of all, why is there no water in it? Because <laughs> it's warm. And so they can pass easily. <laughs> yes. That's why. Yes. It's, Which, I mean, I would have been fine with them making little leaf boats. It's for the plot, Ross. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we opened this movie with like a slow pan towards Ant Island. Because mm-hmm. I think it's important to realize how much little human space there is. Exactly. Because this is their whole world. Yeah, this is their whole universe. There's probably room for 20 humans to stand on this big rock of land. Yeah. There's a tree on it. At most. Like, we've got quite a little operation going on on Ant Island, don't we? Yeah. So, okay, on Ant Island, here's how this works. Because all of this is... giddy. I Listen, I love this movie. <laughs> Me too. So this is all like a takeoff of a, the fable about the grasshopper and the ant, right? Ross, would you like to hear the brief story of the grasshopper and the ant? Not really. Well, really. that's fine because you've already heard it. It's called A Bug's Life. Oh, okay. The fable is basically like the ant... The grasshopper never did nothing for himself and always made the ant do it? Yeah, and guess what? The grasshopper pays for it in the end. Cool. The ants spend a gratuitous part of the spring gathering food as an offering for the grasshoppers. And we arrive on the day that the grasshoppers are supposed to show up to collect. And we're making that offering look spick span, like <laughs> ship shape in Bristol fashion. Ship shape in Bristol fashion. They are piling all of this, all these grains and berries and stuff for the grasshoppers to pick on on this gigantic leaf on this stone dais. That gigantic tree sheds a leaf, and one ant in line notices this gigantic leaf coming down. This is how I feel like with a lot of my life decisions. <laughs> oh, Just the yeah. oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no! I'm lost. Where's the line? What do I do? Help! We'll be stuck here forever. That leaf lands in front of him and he's separated from the rest of the line. We're only talking about a couple of inches here. <laughs> he just screams. He's like, <laughs> I've lost. Where's the line? You know what they you know what they don't do? They don't call the ant police. A counselor shows up. Oh my god. I'm just saying, Roddy McDowell as Mr. Soil comes over and he's like, hey, hey, hey. We are trained professionals, <laughs> is what he said. You're so right. <laughs> 
Now stay calm. We are going around the leaf. Around the leaf? I, I, I don't think we can do that. Oh, nonsense. This is nothing compared to the twig of 93. I want to know more about the story behind the twig of 93. <laughs> No nonsense. This is nothing compared to the twig of 93. What happened there? I want to know. <laughs> so we have Princess Ada. <laughs> you know who's stressed out today? Princess Ada. Oh, yes. Princess Ada is learning the ropes from her mother, who is the queen, played by Phyllis Diller. Okay, Ada. Now what do we do? Uh, oh, don't tell me. I know it. I know it. What is it? We relax. <laughs> right. Oh, it'll be fine. It's the same year after year. They come, they eat, they leave. That's our lot in life. It's not a lot, but it's our life. <laughs> I feel a connection to Ada because I'm incapable oh, of relaxing. I know, I know. Bless, oh your, bless your angsty little soul. <laughs> so the queen is like, don't be so fucking nervous. They come, they eat, they leave. That's our lot in life. It's not a lot, but it's our life. And I went, so you're slaves. Yeah, basically. They, I mean, they are in a coordinated off space where these grasshoppers can access them and use fear tactics to make them believe if they don't labor for them, bigger bugs will come mm-hmm. and ruin them. So the grasshoppers are protecting them. It's more, it's more like it's more like a motorcycle gang shaking down like a small town. You know what I mean? Like pay us protection and we won't let other motorcycle gangs fuck up your town. Let's adapt this for like a real life scenario. Oh no, this is like a regular episode of Sons of Anarchy. Is it really? <laughs> so we have little Dot, little Hayden Panettiere. <laughs> Dot! Yes, mother. What did I tell you about trying to fly? Not until my wings grow in. Right. But mom... Dot, you're a young queen ant and your wings are too little I to be... I was talking to mother. You're not the queen yet, Adam. Now Dot, be nice to your sister. I need to know how royal hierarchy works in actual <laughs> biological ant colonies. Because, like, here's the thing. Why are Ada and Dot so fucking special? I don't know. Because literally, um, according to science, Phyllis Diller, the queen, gives birth to all of them. <laughs> Every single one of them. And at some point along the line, the queen will die off and a new one, a new pupa is selected to be the queen, especially when the queen senses she's going to die. I think she just gives birth to a new queen pupa and that one becomes the queen. Like the avatar? Yeah, Ada's just (laughs) Korra. Does that make the queen Aang? I don't think so. I feel like it's more of a Roku Aang situation. (laughs) Regardless. Anyway. Regardless. I was talking to mother. You're not the queen yet, Ada. Now, Dot, be nice to your sister. <laughs> me at you. It's not my fault she's so stressed out. You at me. <laughs> yeah. It's not my fault she's so stressed out. <sighs> I know, I know. I'm always acting like the sky is falling. Look out! Princess Ada! And guess what happens? The sky falls. She gets slammed into the ground by a stalk of grass. <laughs> Straight up broke her body. It should have. That should have killed her <laughs> with the force that it hits her. This is where we meet Flick. Flick is a very resourceful and innovative ant. Flick is an inventor. Yes. Flick, Flick is very resourceful. Flick has invented a literal harvesting machine for the grain. Oh, yeah. He's carrying a lot in his little pouch, too. It's got, like, a little saw on the front of it. Yeah, and I'd love to know what exactly the components are of this, because you know someone did their research. (laughs) And was like, what do ants have access to on the ground that's that microscopic? That that would act like a saw blade. Exactly. And so, like, yeah, he's... (laughs) 
It's made out of leaves and grass, and like it's just really cool. And it's got this arm on it that's like launching the stalks when they fall exactly. over. <laughs> yeah, it cuts down the stalks and then takes out the fruit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Flick, you are the Da Vinci of Ant Island. I love it. His his machine is actually very efficient. But no one takes him seriously because, because he's injuring people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Flick is constantly messing. He hits her twice. <laughs> he hits her again. Hey! <laughs> stop that! You're going to kill somebody over here. <laughs> and he's like, hey, I'm so sorry. Look at my new invention. He overshares. <laughs> <laughs> he does overshare. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, oh it's Flick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, Please oh, forgive oh, me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Princess Anna. Wait what are you doing? Oh, oh, this! This is my new idea for harvesting grain. No more picking individual kernels. You can just cut down the entire stock. None of the old timers seem to care for Flick's new innovative ways. <laughs> Ring a bell? <laughs> and so, like, Flick just goes back to his own knitting. Yeah. Flick was just like, I was just trying to help. Dot, for some reason, has an affection for Flick, probably because everyone is always yelling at her, too. Mm-hmm. But, like, we never really get an explanation for that in something that I'm now calling the McFly effect. <laughs> Why does Marty McFly have this weird relationship with an older mad scientist? I don't know. No one ever explained it to us. I don't know. So yeah, that's now called the McFly effect. Okay. Which I think is also funny because they're bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Back to back to the back to the movie. The seed conversation. Oh God. So Dot runs after him and she's like, Hey, I don't think you're a loser. I like your invention. Really? Well, you're the first. I'm beginning to think nothing I do works. I'm never going to make a difference. Me neither. I'm a royal ant and I can't even fly yet. I'm too little. I'm a royal ant and I can't even fly yet. And I'm just like, you know what? There are bigger problems, sweetheart. <laughs> like, you guys are literal slaves. No, no. Don't worry about that. <laughs> She's a child. <laughs> She's a child. She wants to be able to fly like her mom and her sister. Leave her alone. Exactly. <laughs> And Flick's like, you know what? Being little's not such a bad thing. This is where we get the seed analogy. Oh, my God. So Flick picks up this rock. A pebble. A pebble. It has to be a pebble. <laughs> he picks up this pebble, and he puts it in her hand. Pretend, pretend that that's a seed. It's a rock. Oh, I know it's a rock. I know. But let's just pretend for a minute that it's a seed, all right? We'll just use our imaginations. Now, now do you see our tree? Everything that made that giant tree is already contained inside this tiny little seed. All it needs is some time, a little bit of sunshine and rain, and voila! And like, he's trying to be so poetic and and give her some good advice, but she cannot get past the fact that it's a rock. It's not sinking in for her. (laughs) This rock will be a tree. He's trying to tell her everything was once new. Right. Everybody was once new at something. Mm-hmm. You're not born great at anything. And hell, look at him. He's not great at anything now. He's great at inventing. He is great at inventing, but he can't stop maiming people. Yeah, he's he's kind of a problem in the community. <laughs> Menace, I think they call them. Yes. <laughs> you might not feel like you can do much now, but that's just because, well, you're not a tree yet. You just have to give yourself some time. You're still a seed. But it's a rock. I know it's a rock! Don't you think I know a rock when I see a rock? I've spent a lot of time around rocks! He gets so mad. I I just love it. (laughs) He's like, damn it! (laughs) I'm trying to say. And then we get the horns. (gasps) They're here. 
The Horn of Gondor announces the arrival of the grasshoppers. I have immediate questions. What happened to the snails that were in those shells that they are blowing out of? Oh, I mean, you know, snails just outgrow shells and they move on. Seriously. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, no, yeah, they're like, hey, I'm too big for this stuff anymore, so I'm going to go find a bigger shell. Carrie, I needed that. Right? Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, this sequence is great because, like, it's just the, <gasps> they're here. Oh, pardon the pun, but everyone is bugging out. Everyone go- <laughs> Oh, you're really fired! You're never allowed back! Oh my god! He's like holding his head in his hands. Uh, you're oh not god. funny. That was so funny. Oh my god. And so everyone's darting around in a million directions, and then literally all the queen has to do is a whistle. Okay, everyone. Single file. Food to the offering stone and into the anthill. Now let's go! It's time to go inside. The anthill is cool as shit. Oh my god, as a kid, watching them come down into that anthill was so cool in a theater. Like, I was, because, like, obviously, we know what the inside of anthills look like. Yes. I.e., ant farms. Mm-hmm. But I had never seen an ant farm as a kid. Yeah, so like, I'd never really thought about it before. They've, like, done it up, though. You know, you got glowing mushrooms in there for lights. You've got that, you know, stick that goes right down the center. It's not a stick, actually. It's a tree root that they have carved into the side of to make a great, like a like a grand staircase type thing for the entire colony. And, like, the, it has elaborate, like, wood carvings like, in it. Yeah, like cave paintings it, almost. It's very elaborate. I'm just like, oh, Pixar, good like, job. I want to live there. Uh, so Flick is predictably the last ant to the offering stone. Exactly. And he just tosses his invention up there next to the rock. And, and what does it do? That little arm that launches the stalks. Yeah. It knocks over the offering stone. Yeah. And the whole thing just dumps over the cliff. No, and I love it because Flick the whole time he's freaking out. He's like, no, 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 no. He's trying to pull up the leaf. There's so many sound bites from Flick in this movie that I think about on a regular basis because they're my anxiety personified. He's like, no, 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 no. Flick wastes all that hard work. All that, because it all falls in a puddle. Yeah, as I love when he disappears into the anthill and just the shadow and the buzzing of the grasshoppers. Oh. Like, it gets grim. Like, I just, they're all huddled in like this, like, throne room type chamber. And like, Flick's trying to get at his attention. Like, hey, hey, I might have made a serious error. You hear them all land at once above their heads. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, where's the food? What did you do? It was an accident. And then the grasshoppers fuck the front door. They're coming in through the ceiling. Just the one foot smashing <laughs> through the ceiling. They're just creating holes and invading the anthill and scaring the crap out of everybody. Like when when Malt first appears and he goes, boo! <laughs> you can immediately hear that it's Richard Kind. Oh, I know. I know. I'm just like, I know that voice anywhere. Malt's, Malt's like the comedy relief amongst the grasshoppers. So this is terrorism. Oh, to grasshoppers? Yeah. Because they're mad. Where's the food? (laughs) This is how this system works. There's chaos. There's pandemonium. And then finally, who lands in the anthill? President Trump. No. (laughs) Maybe in this. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ask me again. Ask me again. Ask me again. Who lands in the anthill? President Frank Underwood. (laughs) No. 
Okay, no, closer, right? Yeah, the closer. You're, you're closer. Ask me one more time. <laughs> Who lands in the anthill? Hopper. The biker lord of the grasshoppers. <laughs> the biker lord. Oh my god. This was the first time that I intellectualized that the sound of their wings flapping was supposed to be like a motorcycle. I know, isn't that cool? They are an actual motorcycle gang. Let's talk about Kevin Spacey. Oh god. Kevin Spacey is a trash human. He is an abuser. All these years we've been thinking that he's just a really great actor. No, he's 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 really this way. And I just love how like in 2017 they all just started falling like dominoes. I know. And like just like one after another, your heroes disappearing. And then when Kevin Spacey happened, I was like, so much makes sense. I know. This is the beginning of my childhood of being uncomfortable with Kevin Spacey. And then it happened again in Seven. And then it happened again in Horrible Bosses. Hopper just silently marching around the chamber. Oh, does, is you, are you puckered? Yeah, I know. Staring them all down and just, oh, I feel bad for Ada. Yeah, Ada is desperately trying to explain to her. like, no, you don't understand. Like, it should be up there. It's not up there. What the hell are you talking about? Are you saying I'm stupid? No. Do I look stupid to you? Let's just think about the logic, shall we? Let's just think about it for a second. If it was up there, would I be coming down here to your level looking for it? Also, the grasshopper's contempt for the colony, I want to know what it's about. Oh, it's all about power. That That's really all it is. It's all about power and feeling superior, just like oppressing. That's what oppressing anybody is about. Is I know, feel- but like, it's so... It's stupid, yes. My white ass. I sound like Aaron Gruel. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. You don't understand it, but it is definitely a thing. evil and bred into them, and I'm just like, oh my God. Do you want to talk about Molt real quick? Yes. And who Molt is? Yeah. (laughs) No, no. Molt is um, Hopper's brother. (laughs) Now let me tell you how things are supposed to work. The sun grows the food. The ants pick the food. The grasshoppers eat the food. And the birds eat the grasshoppers. Hey, like the one that nearly ate you? You remember? You remember? Oh, you should have seen it. Molt. I think Molt is on the spectrum. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Why? I think so. Because he, he can't read social cues. I mean, I guess. Like, this is a, this is, we're perpetrating terrorism right now. Uh-huh. You're gonna crack wise? <laughs> It is a children's movie. Like, it is a children's movie. By the way, I am Molten, your hopper. What? Why? Because you are always annoyed with me. <laughs> you love me, and that's why I'm not dead yet. <laughs> but I mean, hey, Hopper, Hopper is often fed up with Molt. The whole case in point of that is Hopper's got a temper. Hopper does not care who he hurts. When he can't intimidate them by his own means, he calls on Thumper. Do you want to talk about Thumper? I have in my notes. Thumper equals trauma. He is feral. and He's a feral grasshopper. He, he is a feral grasshopper. He's not civilized they, like them. They keep him on a leash. Dot starts screaming and Hopper proceeds to act like a sociopath. Yeah, Hopper offers Dot to Thumper. <laughs> What's the matter? You scared of grasshoppers? <laughs> You don't like Thumper? Leave her alone. Flick is the one who dares to stand up. Says, leave her alone. She's a kid. And the way he just approaches him with her in his hands, is like, you want her? Go ahead. Take her. And just the, 
Oh, wow. That means no. (laughs) (laughs) That really means no, Flick. Why is he such... Why is Kevin Spacey such a master of the low whisper? Because he's actually an evil person. I mean, yeah. Okay. No acting required. Then, you know, he drops Dot and he's he's just like, you ants have forgotten your place. I'm doubling the order of food. And we're going to be back at the end of the summer when the last leaf falls. Even though they need the rest of the summer to gather food for themselves. Yeah, it's going to be rainy season and then they're going to have no food. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad news bears. The Queen's Privy Council is mad at Flick. (laughs) Flick's like being court-martialed. Well, he doomed their civilization, so wouldn't you try to hold him accountable? I guess. The flower petal wigs, (laughs) like they're in Parliament, (laughs) is fucking great. (laughs) And like, they almost sentenced him to hard labor for what happened. Here's the thing, though. Nobody wants him. Yeah, nobody wants him around. They're afraid they're gonna that he's gonna collapse a tunnel. Or... Send him to health and ant services. Heavens, Heavens no! no. <laughs> they're fighting over where not to send him. Well, meanwhile, Flick has devised this own little plan for himself. So he he comes up with the plan that he's gonna leave the colony, find bigger batter bugs, bring them back so they can murder all the grasshoppers. <laughs> And he's like, he's been found guilty of being an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and so now they're trying to decide what to do with him. And they're like, wait a minute. Royal huddle. Great idea, princess. It's perfect. Exactly. Wait a minute. What did we just decide here? To let Flick leave. While we keep harvesting to meet Hopper's demands. You see, with Flick gone, he can't... He can't mess anything up. But everyone in this colony knows that leaving the island could be suicide. Oh, yeah, because there's they literally don't know what's out there. Because all that's around them is that creek bed, right? Flick, setting out the next morning. Oh, my God. Thinks he's such hot shit. <laughs> he's, he's all done up in his leaf cap and his gear. And everybody's watching him walk out of the anthill. Like, everyone is uh, blank face. They're like dead bug walking. Ross, tell me about how Flick gets off the island. So he he looks at that. He takes one look at that chasm and goes, "Fuck no!" And what's, it's just a creek bed. Yeah, but it looks like the Grand Canyon. Because you know they're ants. And yes. <laughs> so he crawls up a dandelion. What are they called? I don't know. I just I I literally wrote wispies. He gets on top of a dandelion, wispies. Here I go for the colony and for oppressed ants. Everywhere. He just jumps out onto the wispy. Breaks that thing off and starts just floating across the chasm. It's a really great moment. It's because it's got the music playing behind yeah. it. We cut to the... We, we cut, cut to the circus. We, this is P.T. Flea's circus. Get it? Yeah, P.T. Barnum. P.T. Flea. P.T. Barnum, who was an actual monster. P.T., voiced by John Ratzenberger. John Ratzenberger is in every Pixar movie. Yes, he is. I'm sure most of you already knew that, but if you don't think so, go back and check. Who is he? He is Ham in Toy Story. Yeah. He is, of course... P.T. P.T. in, Bugs, in Life. Bugs Life. He is the abominable snowman. In in the, in Monsters, Inc. Welcome to the Himalayas. Whenever He's... I need to leave a situation. Oh, would you look at that? We're, We're out of snow cones. cones. <laughs> of all the characters that John Reisenberger does voice in Pixar movies, P.T. is easily my least favorite. Yeah, I hate P.T. Like, He's working these poor performers like dogs or like bugs. So like all together in this little troop, 
We've got PT. We have a Black Widow dueling a beetle. She's like taming him. Like she's a lion tamer. Exactly. She hits him too hard. It's too hard for him. They were playing around, but now it's just too much. (laughs) That gigantic beetle starts crying like a baby. It's dim. Yeah, it's dim. We have dim and rosy. Dim's a rhino beetle. Yeah. And rosy is a Black Widow spider. Mm -hmm. Bonnie Hunt and Brad Garrett. (laughs) And that's their act. They're like lion tamer. Yeah. She's also a high wire. Uh, performer exactly because of her webbing well why is that impressive she's a spider (laughs) she can literally cling to the web whatever (laughs) I mean that's if that's her thing that's her thing don't judge the performers all right it's a a kids movie (laughs) we've got slim the walking stick voiced by David David Hyde Hyde Pierce Pierce. slim feels a little um his self-worth is a little low PT what's the point not now slim what's the point of going out there they'll only laugh at me because you're a clown! No, it's because I'm a prop. You always cast me as the broom, the pole, the stick, a splinter. You're a walking stick! It's funny! Now go! He has talent. I know he does. He's very hilarious. <laughs> I love David Hyde Pierce. He's very funny. We've got Heimlich, voiced by Joe Ranth. He is a caterpillar. A they- very fat caterpillar. Slim Heimlich and Francis, the ladybug, Dennis Leary, are all clowns. Uh-huh. And here's the thing about Francis. Francis is a ladybug. Mm-hmm. Francis is male. Francis is tired of being misgendered. I mean, hey, it sucks to be misgendered. And he's being misgendered by these stupid flies. Yeah. So, being a ladybug automatically makes me a girl. Is that it, fly boy? Huh? Yikes! She's a guy! We have Gypsy, a monarch butterfly. Which... Mm. I know, you don't agree with the name. She is voiced by the beautiful Madeline Kahn. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh man, what a note to go out on. I love it. We have Manny, a praying mantis. Manny's a magician. Gypsy is his beautiful assistant. Mm-hmm. We have Tuck and Roll. They're Two just... Hungarian pill bugs. Are they Hungarian? Yes. I just wrote some Eastern European stereotype. Yeah. Um. Do you know the difference between Tuck and Roll? Do you know how to tell them apart? Tuck has two eyebrows. Roll has a mm. unibrow. Wow. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. That's great. Thank you for catching that. Yeah. Gold star for you. (laughs) The act's a little stale. People are leaving. P.T. is losing his mind and his money. P.T. is getting desperate, so he decides he's going to skip straight to the final stunt. The Flaming Death. In a moment, I will light this trail of matches leading to a sheet of flypaper. Just in light of the lens, aimed directly at the flypaper, are tucked. And roll! The Pillbug Cannonballs! Our Pillbug's only hope of survival is our mistress of the high wire, Rosie! Rosie will blow it down to these two posts, spinning a whip of safety in less than 15 seconds! Not good enough, you say? Well, what if they were all blindfolded? So this is ridiculous. <laughs> This predictably does not go well. Like, I mean... The stunt is triggered too early. Yeah. The beetle, hearing the ding too early from the timer, jumps on the stopper, and it shoots tuck and roll into P.T., and then P.T. through the web and onto the paper. He was supposed to get caught by the web. Yeah. But there was a perfect hole in the web. What the fuck, Rosie? (laughs) She's... But they're blindfolded. Give them some credit. You're right. You're right. (laughs) He gets stuck to that flypaper. He gets off just in time. Gets up over the flame, and then that paper just slow. I just love the way it just slowly floats down, (laughs) hits the flame, and just ignites his whole body. (laughs) 
to the web. I'm sorry. It's You're all fired. So we're out of a job. And so we get this pan up and we see the camper. Oh, the camper that's also in Monsters, Inc. Yes. Yes. And sitting next to it, the Pizza Planet truck. There it is. There's your Pizza Planet truck sighting. But you know, it's also under the camper. The Bug City. City. Oh, my God. The city. And we see a shot of Flick. And he's like, try not to look like a country bug. Blend in. Me. <laughs> Me. So us. No, that was literally you when we were in England. You were like faking a British accent so no one would think you were an ugly American. Why are you telling stories on me? <laughs> Why are you doing that? The Bug City sequence is pretty cool. Like, the way they were able to minimize a metropolis to a bug scale, but still make it look like the bugs actually built everything. Mm -hmm. And so we spot the bar. The bar is a can of lard. (laughs) An empty, rusting can of lard. And, you know, Flick figures, if I'm going to find tough bugs, go to the roughest, toughest hole-in-the-wall bar there is. And I just, all of the shtick... Lines you're hearing in the background, like, hey, waiter, I'm in my soup. <laughs> like a fly in your soup. Yeah, what the hell? Oh, my God. I love it. All of the bug puns, I'm living for them. So the the troop is in a corner of the bar, and Flick is asking random people for help um, murdering grasshoppers. <laughs> the circus bugs are in a corner drinking their feelings. To the audience will never have. <laughs> it's, it's, it's sad. It is sad. It's so sad. So the um the genderphobic flies from the circus are back. And so they're here to harass Francis some more. And Francis, in response to this, thinks that, you know what'll get us out of this? An act. <laughs> Theater. <laughs> so we do Robin Hood. They're gonna do the Robin Hood skit to intimidate the flies? So, what was the real plan here? Slim Francis and Heimlich try to do something, a little skit. You see, I'm looking for tough warrior bugs. Stand back, ye flies. We are the greatest warriors in all bugdom. Warrior bugs. My sword! Swish, swish, clang, clang. Little John? What's all, Robin? Justice is my sword and true shall be my quiver! Yeah. This is where the farce begins. Because what happens is there is no actual fight. There's like a standoff and Flick gets pushed out of the bar. The skit doesn't work. I don't know why they thought it was going to work. The flies close in to beat all they asses. And so they just start running from them? They run up the side of the wall, and it is a can. So It, it is a cylinder. So it rolls. So under the weight of all the bugs, it begins to roll away. The bar breaks apart. It probably rolls like five yards. And they crash, and they're on this heap of junk. Flick runs to the edge of the can, and all you see is the one light through the hole (laughs) shining down on them and Francis heroically pulling Slim's stuck body out of the wreckage and pointing him to the sky like a sword. Flick just looks at them and he's like, that's our Hitler! Yeah. (laughs) And this is the first time I realized this. As they're talking, when Flick's on his knees begging them to come back with him to the ant colony, he's like, oh, Oh, it's awful. We've been forced to prepare all this food for guests. And they're just like, dinner theater? (laughs) Like, it's the communication. There's no communication here. Because he thinks they're a bunch of thugs. Yeah, and that he can really help them. And they think it's a job. Yeah, he thinks they think he's a talent scout. Yeah. I have been scouting for bugs with your exact talents. (gasps) A talent scout. My colony is in trouble. Grasshoppers are coming. We've been forced to prepare all this food. Genius here, Jeff. Food? Please. Will you help us? And so um, this is when I learned that praying mantises can fly. 
You didn't know praying mantises could fly? No, and I'm not okay with it. <laughs> I'm so not okay with it. Because I was like, uh, you know, when they all take off, their little formation they have when they're moving, I'm just thinking, where's Manny? Does Manny hold on to jo- Oh, my God. Manny's flying. Manny's flying. <laughs> and I was like, nope. I'm good with that. Back on Ant Island, things are not going well. Uh, no. Because everyone's tired and everyone's hungry. Don't put the offering on the edge, baby. Uh, yeah, they're putting the offering in the exact same spot. Ugh. Flick drops in with all of these circus bugs and everybody runs for cover. Yeah. And then Flick pops out. He's like, no, guys, it's cool. They're with me. They're with me. And everybody's like, Flick's actually back? Flick has returned. He's back? And he's accompanied by savage insects. What? How? I, he wasn't supposed to actually find someone. I think everyone except Ada is pretty excited about this because they, they probably haven't seen any other bugs besides grasshoppers. Exactly. And they have no idea that, like, they have no idea that most of these bugs are not even predatory bugs. We have another royal huddle and they're like, uh, is this what we're supposed to be doing? <laughs> and I just love how when they're in the huddle, just slams like, mayday, mayday, we're losing a job. This where Francis decides to get up in front of everyone and work the crowd. Sweeten the deal. Hype them up. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, our troop here guarantees a performance like no other. Why, when your grasshopper friends get here, we are gonna knock them dead! Oh, God, I love plots that are just founded on misinformation. (laughs) Wow, these folks sure are hard up for entertainment. (laughs) So they have this big feast in honor of the circus bugs, Mm -hmm. thinking that they're mercenary bugs. This little woodwind tune is kind of a bop. Oh, I know. I want it. I want like 10 hours of it. And I love whatever instrumental apparatus they've created. It's like a series of shells and yeah. blades of grass. Yeah. Like, I love it. I love ant craftsmanship. The next thing I have in my notes is, oh boy, dinner and a show. So the South Tunnel Elementary School second grade <laughs> class presents them with a dramatization of the ensuing battle. This is where the bugs start to realize that there's been a grave miscommunication. The, li- the little ant school has in presumably an hour, written, cast, and rehearsed an entire play mm-hmm. about these circus bugs. Uh, Mr. They, S- Mr. Soil works quick. He does. Mr. Soil is the uh, resident thespian. They are off book. They don't miss a mark. This is great theater. This really puts it in perspective for the bugs. They're literally watching their own deaths dramatized. And they get it. They get it. Flick doesn't get it. But they get it. It's like, it's kind of metal and like kind of fucked up at the same time. Yeah. And I love how half those kids do not want to be doing what they're doing. (laughs) Who will come and save us poor ants? His eyes are in the back of his head the whole time. (laughs) He didn't want this part. No. He wanted to be one of the warriors. And I die. (laughs) Die. Die. So, um... The bugs are um, moved. <laughs> Flick gets up in the in front of everyone and starts delivering. He starts congratulating himself, basically. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, "I'm so glad I could come and find these guys, and so they help our colony." And this is where Rosie gets in his ear while he's talking. Now, I truly believe that these bugs are the answer to our. No, there's no circus around here. So I. <gasps> and like he does a double take. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> Just the... 
Flick gives the best face in this movie. Yeah. His panic faces are the best. Flick has to talk to the bugs. <laughs> Flick excuses them from the ceremony. And he's like, you're circus bugs. How can you be circus bugs? And they're like, hey, you lied to us. <laughs> and just, I love Heimlich. Just go tell him the truth. They can't. They can't know the truth. The truth you see is bad. I will be branded with this mistake for the rest of my life. My children's children will walk down the street and people will point and say, look. There goes the spawn of Flick, the loser. And he's like, you know what? Fine, fine. Just, but oh. if you could just like kill me before you leave. Oh my god! Like, that'd be great. <laughs> he's he literally puts his head under Dim's foot and is like, please just kill me because it's gonna be better than whatever they're gonna do to J- me. Just squish me. Like it'll it'll be just fine. And then Ada is hot on their tail. Like I know shit's up. <laughs> She's like, girl, talk to me. <laughs> As they're leaving. I couldn't tell. Flick is hanging on to <laughs> Slim. They have to touch down in the creek bed yeah. to shake him off. And did this part traumatize you? Um, they encounter a bird. I love when Flick sees the eggs first <laughs> and is like, run. I'm like, what's his problem? And then the bird, the bam, <laughs> as it lands on the ground. Quick, wait, wait, wait. So they start taking off running, and mm. the bird is flying after them. A bird is an equivalent of a dragon. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, the noise this bird makes is so terrifying. All the ants are beginning to gather. On the edge of the cliff, to yeah. To watch this battle with the bird. Dot is watching them take off from the top of that dandelion. Mm-hmm. And so she tries to fly after them, and, but her wings are too small, remember? Yeah, and she breaks off one of the, you know... Little dandelion wispies. Wispies. And starts to float into the creek bed. The bird knocks Dot out of the air. Yeah. She's on the wispy, and she falls out of the sky. Francis catches her. I know. Ah, my baby! I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. They fall into, like, a crack in the creek bed. Yeah, and then he gets knocked out by a rock. This the, is so chaotic. The bird is, like, pecking into the crack trying to get at him. And I'm like, this. there's too much going on. There's like, so much th- going this on. This is traumatizing. This is, in my notes, because the rest of the bugs are, like, watching all of this happen. And they're freaked out trying to think up a plan. And this is where I wrote... Are Slim and Francis a couple? Because yes. Slim is freaked out. Yeah. Good heavens, they're in trouble. Francis, 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 oh, Francis, oh, Francis, oh, Francis, Francis. You guys, I've got an idea. Yes. He's going, Francis, 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 Francis. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, yeah, they're together. <laughs> I believe it. You know what I mean? I absolutely believe it. And um, Slim and Heimlich distract the bird by putting Heimlich on Slim. Yoo-hoo, Mr. <laughs> Early Bird. How about a nice, tasty worm on a stick? The bird is drawn away. And then Flick and Dim and Rosie go to get Francis and Dot. Yeah, they fly into the crack and they get him. <laughs> <laughs> More peril ensues. The, the the thing to take away from this chiefly is that the entire anthill is watching this happen. Yeah, and so they are now validated. And I mean, honestly, when you think about it, this whole sequence... They do pull this off spectacularly. Yeah. These are a bunch of actors. Like it was all Flick's idea. Yeah. Like, Flick does have good ideas. Yeah, and he put them to good use. Mm -hmm. And I mean, honestly, 
It just works out. They get away from the bird. They fly into a rose bush. And just everybody is thunderously applauding. Thunderously applauding. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, grammar is a construct. <laughs> what is that? That, my friends, is the sound of applause. And they just like, they're like, oh my God, we're eating this up. (laughs) (laughs) Applause. I'm in heaven. Yeah. (laughs) Now we get this scene where, you know, everybody's cooling down from the bird encounter. Mm -hmm. Francis has his leg in a cast. Adam makes it clear to Flick that she feels inadequate. She's congratulating them on being so brave. And she's like, hey. Well, not every bug would face a bird. I mean, even Hopper's afraid of him. Yeah, I I guess, you know, maybe I have it. Say that again. I said... Even Hopper's afraid of birds. Thank you. Gone like lightning. (laughs) He like just shoots out of there because he's like brain blast. Yeah, yeah. So we get this sequence. The bugs are loving the attention they're getting. Oh, it's the sweet drug of celebrity. It's finally settled in. Ada has hatched this plan for Flick. They're going to construct a scale model bird and they're going to hide it in the tree and when the grasshoppers come they're going to scare the shit out of all the grasshoppers with this gigantic bird that they're going to be able to pilot themselves i'm ashamed to say that this next part gives me goosebumps no this next part um watching this film as a child is very different than watching it now Uh uh-huh after everything that's happened in the course of my life this whole sequence makes me so emotional. I know. It feels silly, right? I know, but... We get this whole explanation of the plan, starting with Flick explaining it to the bugs, who then explain it to Ada, who then is explaining it to the entire colony on Megaphone. Mm-hmm. It's going to take everyone's involvement to make this plan a reality. I know it's not our tradition to do things differently, but if our ancestors were able to build this anthill, we can certainly rally together to build this bird. Okay, and so we get the whole sequence of them actually building the bird. And I love that, you know, you know they do that cut out of the leaf and they take it way into the sky, Manny and Gypsy do. So they can, like, make a frame for it. Yeah, and make an outline of it. Like, somebody actually thought this through. Yeah, I know. That's why I love Pixar. Like, and they use the acorn for the beak. And Like, an animator actually had to sit down and think, how would ants construct a bird from what's available? We've got this bird perfectly together, right? It looks swell. It looks just like the bird they battled with all the orange leaf and everything. Mm -hmm. And they tie this huge tether to it from the tree. They make sure everything's nice and tight. And then you see all these like ropes. And then Ad is just like, okay. the ants in the colony are pulling this rope and it's raising the bird off the ground into the tree. Carrie, I'm going to be honest. I began to cry. Because every member of the colony is doing their part. Exactly. And just like they built this beautiful thing together. (laughs) And now they're getting to see it realize and just raising it all the way into the tree. I feel the same way about the crate and chicken run. <laughs> oh, no. Like, it's just, mm, it's that spirit of ingenuity. No, yeah, it's darling that you get so emotional at this. I'm not laughing at you. And it, it is very darling. Like they get it all the way to the top and Dim pushes it into the, you know, little Boo Radley hole. <laughs> yeah. 
things are pretty much set in motion. They are ready for the attack. So now... This is how they've spent the rest of the summer, and now it's kind of their only hope. The grasshoppers make their home in a dirty sombrero in the desert. Oh yeah, that's the grasshoppers really are just riding around, co-opting the space of other insects for their own gain. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. this is where they summer. They, they literally have just moved into this sombrero and stole it out from underneath this mosquito family. Molt is saying to two other grasshoppers, like, I don't know why we're going back at all. All the other grasshoppers are scared to go back because they think by the time they go back, it's going to be way too close to rainy season. Yeah, and they're like, the rain is a death sentence yeah, for us. It's a bad news bears. So there's like this dissenting group who are like, you know what? We are not stupid enough to confront Hopper ourselves. We'll make Molt do it. <laughs> yeah. Molt goes right up to Hopper and is like, I had a thought and it was mine. <laughs> Why go back to Ant Island at all? I mean, you're not even like Grace. What? You're right. I didn't think it was such a good idea myself. Actually, it wasn't even my idea. It was Axel and Locos. They talked fancy to me. I got confused. Hopper is um, affected by this. Oh, he's upset because people are dissenting. So he's going to psychologically terrorize everybody. Mm -hmm. He comes back in and he comes into the bar and he's like, we're staying here. Like, he's acting all friendly. He's testing them. He's testing them, yeah. Everybody erupts. And they're so happy they're not going back. He's like, here's the thing. There was that one ant that felt like he could stand up to me. Mm-hmm. And, like, everybody else is like, ah, oh, nah, boss, what do you worry? It was just <laughs> one ant. And he's like, you're right, it's just one ant. The, the way they're keeping nourished mm-hmm. in this sombrero is there's this uh, jar of seeds that's just upside down. It's like a vinegar dispenser yeah, or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And you just pop the top off and you can get a couple seeds. He like takes a seed and he throws it at, a, at the guy and he goes, Say, let's pretend this grain is a puny little ant. Did that hurt? <laughs> nope. Well, how about this one? Are you kidding? <laughs> How about this? He rips the top off of that vinegar bottle. It goes from zero to a million so quick. All of the seeds fall on top of those grasshoppers. And Hopper is staring completely emotionless. I know. Watching them die. Again, I don't want to make something more than it actually is. But I have not stopped thinking about this speech. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Vice President Frank Underwood, everybody. For real. (laughs) Like, he has always been this way. Why is he this way in everything? So... (laughs) So back in the anthill, everybody's... <laughs> to the bird! Everybody's partying. Hey! <laughs> hey! They're celebrating the completion of this bird. And Princess Ada is thanking the circus bugs for mm-hmm. all of their help. And this is where her antenna gets tangled with flicks. I know. <laughs> Will you look at this colony? Will you just look at this colony? I don't even recognize it. <laughs> I feel 70 again. Work the damn, baby. (laughs) And I have you bugs to thank for it, so thank you. And uh, thank you for finding a flick. Oops. 
Oh, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll get it. If you, I mean, if you don't mind, I'll just, I'll just. Oh, oh, oh. So tangled up. <laughs> there. The, the the little side romance thing is not. I don't. I I I don't think it's material. You you don't see Flickinata. I mean, it's not that. It's just that. Why do we even need to? Why do we need to? Why do they need to fall in love? Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. I have ooh Flick and Ada sitting in a tree. So we see these alien lights, <laughs> and they think the war's about to begin. So they start prepping for grasshopper arrival, and you know what it is. It's P.T. 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 Flea is back looking for his circus. With his millipede horses and his cookie box. <laughs> P.T.'s like, hey, guys, I'm I looking- have no money. <laughs> I need you guys to come back to work. And P.T. exposes all of them. We'll be the top circus act in the business. <laughs> you mean you're not warriors? Are you kidding? These guys are the lousiest circus bugs you've ever seen. And they're going to make me rich. <laughs> you mean to tell me that our entire defensive strategy was concocted by clowns? Hey, 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 hey. we really thought Flick's idea was going to work. <gasps> Everybody's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Their circus bugs, our entire plan was concocted by clowns. Flick gets admonished. Flick gets a stern talking to. Oh, Ada's upset. The point is, Flick, you lied to us. No, no, no. I, I just... You lied, Flick. You lied to her. You lied to the colony. You lied to me. I want you to leave, Flick. And this time, don't come back. Oh, she kicks him out of the colony. I mean, everybody is mad. Oh, no, yeah. Understandably. Because now, for some reason, they don't think the bird thing is going to work. No. Just because Flick came up with the idea and because circus bugs were going to execute it, they don't think it's going to work. I hate the one lonely flute in the night. And then against the huge full moon, the silhouette of the last leaf falling off the tree. They're out of time. Yeah. Like the next morning and all the mist, all the ants scrambling to get what food they can. And it's literally nothing. Yeah. It's just like a few grains. Because if they part with anything else, they're all going to die. They're all going to starve to death. There's panic. And then you hear the fluttering of the wings. Mother, it's not enough. What do we do? I I don't know. (gasps) It's foggy. And dark. The worst part is that you can hear the grasshoppers, but you can't see them. And just when they come lurking out of the mist, I'm just like, Mm-mm. I don't know why they felt the need to scare us to death like this. Like, this is terrifying. All of the grasshoppers just limping out of the fog. You little termites! I give you a second chance, and this is all I get! But Hopper, we ran out of time! Have you been playing all summer? You think this is a game? No, 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 please! Well, guess what? You just lost. The, he turns the grasshoppers loose. They, a, a purge begins. They start rounding up all the ants so that they can get all the food left on the island. And Hopper takes the queen. She d- He does. He takes her hostage. Mm-hmm. Dot runs to get help. But her Dot and, and the blueberries begin yeah. to work a solution. We go to the clubhouse. <laughs> This is where they hear these two grasshoppers passing by, and they hear that Hopper is going to squish the queen once all of the food gets collected. Dot runs to get help, but she's being chased by Thumper. Remember the rabid, nopey grasshopper? Mm -hmm. He knocks her off that cliff, and she falls into the darkness, and we think that's it, but it's a kid's movie, so just wait three seconds. Dot's wings 
like sprouted mid-fall. I'm so happy for Dot. She can fly now. I'm glad she didn't die. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm like, go, baby, go. Dot goes to get Flick the Failure back. (laughs) Oh, no. Be easy on Flick the Failure. Flick's beating himself up riding inside the uh, cookie box. Because he's like, circus life is my life now. You know, yeah, he's like, I joined the circus. Wow. And Dot comes speeding up, catching up. She's like, you got to go back. Shit is fucked up. Yeah. They're all trying to come up with a solution. They're like, oh, God, we can't let we can't let Hopper squish the queen. And they're like, what if we do the bird? Mm-hmm. But Flick says, nay, nay. The bird, that's yeah, brilliant. Yeah. The bird won't work. What are you talking about? It was your idea. But you said that everything. Forget everything I ever told you. All right, Dot. Let's face it. The colony is right. I just make things worse. That bird is a guaranteed failure. Just like me. And this is where Dot brings back the rock seed analogy. Oh, yeah. She goes out and gets a pebble and slams it on the bench next to him and goes, pretend it's a seed, okay? (laughs) I love how the other bugs are confused. They're like, what's with the rock? I don't know. It must be an ant thing. So they hogtie PT and they literally steal the caravan <laughs> and they head back to the anthill where the grasshoppers are feasting on the spoils of war. Mm-hmm. The circus bugs ride the caravan back in as if they're actual circus bugs. Yeah. As if they're actually here to perform. Mm-hmm. And like Hopper's like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I didn't order an act. <laughs> But he's like, what the hell? (laughs) You know, whatever. Why not? We're only here for one more night. Free entertainment. And while they're doing a circus show for the grasshoppers. Great distraction. Yeah. Flick and the blueberries are crawling up the tree to get to the bird. Mm -hmm. The other thing that the bugs have to do, in addition to distracting the grasshoppers, is they have to get the queen out of harm's way. Mm. Manny brings back his kind of racist disappearing act, (laughs) where he calls upon the Szechuan spirits to make a woman disappear. Like, guys, come on. And so they put the queen in the takeout container, and Manny's just going like, transformation, transformation, Mm -hmm. and like a cloud is literally coming over the moon. Yeah. And Francis is just like, wow, Manny's getting good. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously, when he's like, ta-da, Gypsy pops out of the container. They turn the queen into a butterfly. <laughs> and the queen is stuck under Dim's wings. Mm-hmm. He's carrying her away. So the queen's out of harm's way. But this is where Hopper's like, hey, where's my hostage? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopper's like, wait a minute. Bullshit. Give me my dollar back. Wait. Where is she? I'm sorry, a magician never reveals his secrets. That's very true, Hoppy. I mean, where would the mystery be if we all know how it was? Shutting up. Flick and the blueberries have stolen away into the bird, and they're having a bit of trouble getting it launched, and they can't get it loose, and they finally just have to knock it loose, and that thing comes flying down. Pandemonium. Bird, it's a bird! Flick is piloting the bird, and the grasshoppers start freaking out. Grasshoppers don't, um, like birds. And it's very convincing at first. All the grasshoppers are running scared, even Hopper. And, like, the ants and the circus bugs are having fun. I know, yeah. Like, Slim gets that berry, and he crushes it in his eye, so it looks like the bird has plucked his eye out. Yeah. My eye! Help me! Hopper is scared shitless. (laughs) P.T. gets free when the bird knocks over the cookie box. And he doesn't know the bird is fake. Yeah. So he's immediately jumping to, let's set the bird on fire. Yeah. 
He lights a match and waits for the bird to fly over him and sets the bird's tail on fire. The tail's made of leaves, remember? Yeah. So it goes up. It breaks loose from its tether, crashes, and burns. And they all pile out of it. And And, uh, at this point, Hopper knows that it is a charade. All of the blueberries start running out of the bird and Hopper snatches Dot up. Whose idea was this? Huh? Was it yours, princess? Just get behind me, girls. It'll be okay. Leave her alone, Hopper! The bird was my idea. I'm the one you want. And Hopper just snaps his fingers and turns Thumper loose on Flick. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. He's beating the holy snot out of Flick. It's all so rough because the whole pathology behind intimidating these ants has just been to break them down, make them feel like they're nothing, and like they'll never be able to take care of themselves. The way he makes an example out of Flick. Let this be a lesson to all you ants. Ideas are very dangerous things. You are mindless, soil-shoving losers. Put on this earth to serve us. You're wrong. And Flick never misses a cue. No. The poor guy, he's beat to hell, but he's still going to make a stand. Yeah. I just love him. He says, you know, it's you that need us. My people are great. Your people ain't shit. (laughs) Ants don't serve grasshoppers. It's you who need us. We're a lot stronger than you say we are. And you know it, don't you? Hopper is going to squish Flick. Yeah. But now everybody's mad. All of the ants are mad. And they literally start forming body chains. Yeah, yeah. Linking arms. (laughs) You ants stay back. Solidarity. (laughs) Solidarity forever. I love Malt. He's like, oh, this was such a bad idea. Yeah. (laughs) This is where Ada gets in his face and she's like, you see, Hopper, nature has a certain order. The ants pick the food, the ants keep the food, and the grasshoppers leave. The ants revolt. (laughs) They charge after these fuckers. Molt jumps out of his outer layer. He molts. He molts. (laughs) Meta! (laughs) The grasshoppers are literally jumping off the ground and flying away. They do not care. And the ants... Straight up capture Hopper. Yeah. And they shove him in the circus cannon. They're ready to fire him away. Yeah. We see lightning. And that clap of thunder. Oh my God. Here comes the rain. I love the shot of the rain coming in through the creek. get to see why the rain is so scary. Yeah. This part in the theater was terrifying because it literally sounds like mortars are dropping. Yeah. And Hopper manages to get out of the cannon and he grabs Flick and just flies off. Mm-hmm. He's like, goodbye, peace out. I'm going to go kill him now. You know, one of my favorite things about this movie, mm. the princess saves the hero. Yep. Ada comes out of nowhere and snatches Flick out of his hands. Yeah. It's so awesome. I'm just like, yes, Ada, yes! Slim. (laughs) Ada and Flick touch down, and Flick tells her to hide. And, like, you're like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. And so 
Hopper finds them. I, I can explain. All your little stunt did was buy them time. No, please, please, Hopper. I'll get more grasshoppers and be back next season, but you won't. He literally is choking the life out of Flick yeah. when we see the bird stick its head into the frame. Tweet, 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 tweet. <laughs> They're right next to the fucking nest. <laughs> and remember the three eggs we saw earlier? Uh-huh. They're not eggs anymore. Now they're babies. Now they're babies. That bird snaps Hopper up. Hopper is screaming Kevin for- Kevin Spacey screaming is honestly kind of satisfying to me. Fed him to her babies. It's so metal. And then we get a very Naboo after the war scene. We saw free. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to next spring and everybody's harvesting with Flick's invention. I know. Society is coming along. <laughs> We're learning to function for us. This is the day the circus bugs are finally leaving the island to go on tour with P.T. Yeah, they helped them rebuild, and now it's time for them to go. They've been here all winter. Yeah. Like, there are some ants who are also leaving with them to become acrobats. Yes. Malt has been here all winter? Malt has joined. <laughs> Malt is going to join the circus. Malt's okay. Flick and Ada are now an item. Okay. <laughs> I know, what, that bores you. Whatever. The queen is getting some ass? Oh my god, yeah, with the old timer. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so, you know, Anna just kind of thanks all the bugs. She's like, thank you for giving us our lives. Yeah. And Rosie's like, well, Flick, you really goofed up. Thanks. Yeah. You too. Rosie starts a round of applause for Flick. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so... A genuine applause for Flick. I know! While that is happening, the queen crowns Ada as the new queen. She goes, I'm tired of this. Here's the crown. Yeah. And the circus bugs take off. Oh, God. And then I love the shot of them flying away and the island getting smaller. And they're, they're literally shooting off stalks so that they'll hit each other in midair and burst like fireworks. It's super cool. Yeah, it's super great. And we've got the theme in the background. Mm -hmm. I'm emotional. I know, I know. You love this movie. I do, I do, I do. Let oh. me tell you. So I think this movie means pretty much the same thing to both of us, don't you think? There's strength in numbers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is the thing to take away from Bugs Life, because oppression is real. We shouldn't have to explain to people that it's real, but we do. It. We do. Yeah. That is what I learned, is that if you think something's wrong... Not only are you supposed to stand up for it, but you should also get other people to stand up for it. Mm -hmm. There's strength in numbers, and we're all stronger together than we are apart. Mm -hmm. I'm glad it taught us this from a very young age. That's how this kind of situation happens in the real world. It's all based on fear. Fear of the other, fear of an outside force. Fear of losing power. Yeah, yeah. It's all about fear. 
And it's been about fear for a long time. I don't think it's ever not been about fear. Right. They reject their fear in these grasshoppers. And they decide they're not going to put up with it anymore. Yeah. They are able to reject their fear and in solidarity affect change. Like we have, we live with so much fear socially, politically, economically. We have to learn to reject it. Mm -hmm. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) And that's what the ants do. Yeah. They they reject it. They do. And they stand up for themselves. And I just, I just love it. I love this movie. Like everything about this movie, the way they made it into a full-blown world. All of the environments that are made out of trash yeah. and of and like products and stuff like that. I love that. I love all of the bug humor. I can't stand it. I would say it is one of the mo one of the more creative Pixar projects. Absolutely. I mean Monsters Inc. is definitely creative. Oh no, Monsters Inc. is my favorite, hands down. The thing about cars is that yes, creative, but at the same time we don't get to see a lot of how how that works. You know <laughs> you what mean, I mean? When did humans evolve into cars? Exactly. You mean? When did the cars steal human souls and take over? Are you hot as hell? Because I'm hot as hell. Yep. It is a swamp outside. I'm stuffy. And we cannot have an air conditioner on while we record. It is a nightmare in here. My God. It's July. (laughs) It's July. (laughs) It's July. (laughs) Okay. What do they have to look forward to while they're social distancing next week, Ross? Next week, we're going to be covering the most successful stop motion film of all time. It is? Yes. Oh my God. It's more successful than Tim Burton. <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas and Corpse Bride. What a flex. And you know what? It's not even, it's claymation. I know. I know. Chicken Run, y'all. <laughs> y'all remember how messed up Chicken Run is? Let's talk about the prison industrial complex as it affects foul. And but Chicken Run's just a cute little movie, and I love the way it's done. So can't wait to talk over that with you folks. Sorry if we were all over the place. We haven't been to the mic in a while. We love that you're here. We love that you're listening. And guys, um, don't forget to support all of our wonderful fellow creators. All of the wonderful creators we have linked to in the show notes. Please go check out their shows. Follow, leave a review. Broaden your palette. Absolutely. You know, like you, you got to see what's out there. In the meantime, you can go follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at Kicking and Streaming Podcast at gmail.com. That is with an and, not an ampersand. More quality content coming to you from Kicking and Streaming. Until then, I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as always, sorry, sorry Mom. Mom.